All right. And this is where we play the intro. Hit it. This is reconceived, <laughs> including our intro, apparently. I'm Ben. <laughs> and I'm Leonard. I got a ukulele recently, in case you didn't know. That was the Iwana Cubby song, so it's a deep cut, but um, that's what it was. I got a ukulele. That was beautiful. Thank you. That was, a, that was a work of art right there. It was, but not mine. I just did it. We made it uh, through ten episodes. We did it. Woo! You know what's funny, though? Hmm. That the fact that over the course of ten episodes, we still haven't, like, formally introduced ourselves. Wait, is this, is this us reconceived? This is introductions reconceived <laughs> Wait. which makes your playing of the ukulele the perfect oh my gosh irony yes for for the um all of you who are listening at home thank you mom um we did not discuss the ukulele at all before we started i just saw the ukulele as we were getting ready to record and i was just like i'm gonna play that like, are we talking about just straight up introductions and like how we introduce ourselves as people and humanity and as society, or are we literally just going back and talking about ourselves for a while? No, this isn't going to be quite that meta. Okay. Like we can we can talk about ourselves. I I think we certainly should. So our viewers and listener, whatever you call people who consume this via any form necessary, whether they inject it intravenously or they you know listen to it with headphones, mm -hmm. but we should explain who we are. Okay. And then talk about introductions in the abstract and what they mean and how they work. Okay. And why they're important, that sort of thing. So I want to start with like introducing ourselves. We did a little bit. Yes, we did. Uh, that was the episode on introverts. I'm going to ask you about you. Tell us who you are as a person, um, Leonard. I'm Leonard. Um, I'm a senior nice in high school. I, I have all the prerequisites to tell you about things and to reconceive ideas about things. Um, I'm very good at that, as you can tell by the fact that I couldn't think of words just a minute ago. Uh, I am a, I have a life outside of the internet, but when I'm on the internet, I make cartoons on my YouTube channel, Cubamore. Um, and I make this podcast and I'm going to college soon, which is a fun thing that I'm looking forward to ish, where I'm going to be learning about mass communications and hopefully learn how to actually do podcasts properly. Oh, sweet. So this is like your resume, kind of. Yeah. And so like, um, you know, this is hmm. this is part of it. I'm, I'm actually, my, my goal for coming out of high school was to like have a, as much uh, experience that I, as I could under my belt. And so, you know, I make cartoons. Uh, oh yeah, I'm working on publishing a book, hopefully. 
Um, nice. Yeah. Fiction or nonfiction? Uh, fiction. I don't want to give Sweet. too much away, but I'll probably uh, shamelessly uh, talk about that when it comes out on this podcast. Uh, I made this podcast with my good, good friend, Ben. Hi. And that's, that's me, I think. Yep, that I is you. The same name as that dude. He sounds like a cool person. It's a very cool person. Um, public speaking, that's how we met. We were both in a speech league together. And yeah, that that's my resume right now. That's who I am as, as a person. I like long walks on the beach. And <laughs> my dream is to own a giant six-foot teddy bear. That's not a joke. Oh, that's a really good dream, actually. I don't have one of those. So who are you, Ben? <laughs> Hi, it's me. Who is you? I is also a high school senior. <laughs> I is Ben. Yes. As you can tell by your grammar. Yeah. <laughs> More specifically, I do probably way too much debate. I yep. like it a lot. Yep. Um, basically, every format... Value, policy, parliamentary. All that fun jazz. Trial. All that all that stuff. It's good stuff. I love it. I've tried a lot of different speeches as well. Do speech and debate. Do it competitively. It is my mm-hmm. life. I am also an avid reader of fantasy books, depending on the author. But Brandon Sanderson is where it's at. Okay. Hashtag Hoyd for all you Cosmere fans good to know other than that i think i gave this in my last introdu- introduction as well uh yep. i am a i'd like to think of myself as a devout follower of christ and i am very glad that i have the opportunity to be in a relationship with the creator of the universe yeah i probably should neat. have mentioned that too sort of <laughs> that's sort of a big oversight on my part <laughs> there there are uh a couple things that sort of cross over with both of us um, because, you know, we're both devout Christians. We're both uh, heavily involved with speech and debate. We both work at Chick-fil-A. We both have names, uh, first and last. Uh, do you have a middle? Middle name? Yeah. Okay, well, hey. My initials, I'm not going to say what it is. Okay. On well, me neither. The podcast. Huh? Well, silence, fiend. Um <laughs> But my middle initial is L. Really? Yes. Oh, now you and got... if you know my first and last name. Mm-hmm. Which I do. Put it all together. Wait, hang on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm... That's me. I hope you realize that I'm just going to refer to you now as bacon, lettuce, and tomato now, right? I have a friend of mine who's referred to me as just lettuce before. Okay. Because they didn't know my middle name. Well. They just knew my middle initial. Well, now that I know that that joke's uh, unoriginal, I'm just going to not do it. <laughs> well, I mean, my parents came up with it. It's not like it was an oversight. Like, hey, what should what should Ben's middle initial be? Um, probably like like a, like a J. No, it should be an L. Okay. <laughs> like, they, they that was very intentional. All of my siblings have intentional names. Hmm. Oh, my parents didn't just like throw darts at a dartboard. No, no, no. Same, same with my parents. But, um, uh, because Leonard is actually a family name. It's been passed down. Oh, just to clarify, that's also like not my middle name. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're yeah. not like mm-hmm. 
we don't. I felt like that's at least I'll exclude at least that possibility. That is maintained exclusively. Yeah, let's be honest. If it was, this would just be reconceived with Leonard and Leonard. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, a hundred. Not now that we've made a whole uh episode worth of talking about ourselves, let's actually get into the episode. <laughs> yeah. So that. In and of itself, I think that actually goes nicely into the primary line of argumentation. I just like saying that. It's not, I'm not arguing anything. I'm just presenting you with an article. You're a debater. The you're... findings of the article. But it, <laughs> lines of argumentation is a really fun phrase to say. Yeah, you're a debater. You can As say those things. As is the bourgeoisie chortled intellectually. Ooh. But, hey, you better be careful with that stuff. Excessive verbosity and dubly dissipate semantic lucidity. So, I prefer to issue obfuscation myself. Mm. But regardless, regardless, that was that was a ten-ish minute introduction. Yes, and the, most of everyone it was my knows fault that for people playing the ukulele for two minutes and then talking about teddy bears for another two. <laughs> well, I mean, I let you. So, how long do you have to make a first impression? Uh, I would say about a second. One second. One second, because as soon as you like, depending on what you say at first, depending on the tone, all of that can go kaput in about a second. Okay. I mean, I, I would say first impressions, they sort of depend on how well you're doing with them and, you know, sort of treat them like a, uh, like a combo streak in like a video game where like, if you mess up at the very beginning, well, you don't get anywhere, but the longer that you can last in the more, the, the better that you can continue it the longer it's going to last, if that makes any sense. You have a long time mm -hmm. to sort of prove that, hey, you're a good person. And you can mess that up real quickly. That is true. That's very inaccurate perception. Because words... I can say them. So what does the But the actual say? number... Yeah, <laughs> the actual... The, the real non-stupid number... It, no, the actual number is a tenth of a second. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> so you were being optimistic about the state of humanity. No, wow. we're way more judgmental than that. Okay, well, cool. The The experiment to which I'm referring is where people were shown pictures of faces they hadn't seen before for um, like a tenth of a second, half a second, and a full second. They, they were asked, like, if, is this person competent? Is this person smart? That sort of thing. And they're response time was measured and all that sort of stuff they were able to determine whether or not someone was confident in a tenth of a second i mean it's not like they actually had a good assessment well yeah they but like they were say... able to say yeah sure that person was confident just well yeah and and the reason the reason they, they say that is that in these three time spans the tenth of a second half a second or the full second the answers given as to this per if this person is competent or not they didn't change substantially from answers given from people who didn't have any time constraints whatsoever. So if you had huh. like three hours to stare at the face, you'd come up with the same answer as if you had a millisecond or a hundred milliseconds, Fascinating. which is a tenth of a second. Which means that at least in terms of faces, like in terms of the words you say, it's probably a little bit longer because introductions can't yeah. just be a tenth of a second because that'd be stupid. But in terms of when you're looking at someone's face, you make an assumption and a judgment that fast. Hmm. 
Now, that, that sort of, that, that's very fascinating. I wonder how that plays into hearing someone talk. Mm. I wonder how... Because for me, at least, I mean, I listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I do a lot auditorily. That's So this isn't obviously representative of all of the things, because people can still walk, and that changes the way you think about them. Right. But this also goes to another study that people may have heard about, um, which doesn't have as much to do with introductions. It just has to do with communication in general, you know, the how much of communication mm-hmm. is nonverbal. Apparently, 7% of any message is conveyed through words, and that's just nonsense, <laughs> because... You can't get through 93% of your message by grunting and doing interpretive dance. Not That's with not that how... attitude. I have seen some <laughs> very good mimes in my day. But do those mimes convey to you the monopoly the American Bar Association has on our legal education system and the best way to revoke it? Surprisingly, actually, yes. It was <laughs> well, those are some talented quite mimes. the interpretive you probably... dance. Um, you should probably get them a job. Mimes don't. Like a, like a like a real job. Yeah. Well, and also I made it up, so I just want I just wanted yeah. to be defiant. The study that was in question is that it was asking about if you were to say one word, like no. Oh. Okay. Like how much of it is conveyed through your like vocal elements, like the the tone and the pitch. How much of it is conveyed through nonverbal elements, like the facial expressions, the posture, and that sort of thing. So obviously, if you're just it talking is. about one word. Then it'll be different. But if you're talking about a sentence, then it's a lot closer to like 90%. Right. Which is why we can text each other and write letters and it, we still get the gist of meanings. But even so, there's a lot of the introduction, like your face, you don't get to control exactly what it looks like. Your nonverbal communication, unless there's some sort of robot, you don't really get minute control over what that looks like. So a lot of people's judgments about us are never disclosed yeah. and are never discerned. Hmm. So you'll never know what someone else is thinking about you and it's not as though you can really do a whole lot to change it well and i the way i think about introductions at least with this information in mind is you know we can still change our perspectives of people so our immediate introduction is supposed to be a sort of it's a shortcut to getting to know somebody it doesn't actually show you what you truly think about them it just gives you a nice category into which you can place who they are and after you do that, you just sort of have a, a baseline mm-hmm. from which you can either say, actually, that baseline is wrong, or more likely, you can sort of amend your thoughts accordingly. Yeah, it, it gives you that foundation. And a lot of the times, I feel mm. like that. But that first impression, it's sort of based around more vague, uh, vapid ideas like, okay, that person's tall, that person's has broad shoulders, that person... You know, you sort of get that physical appearance in first, and then you base what you think the personality of that person is based off of your previous knowledge of people who had that same stature. And I think that's where a lot of that, that's where a lot of those preconceived notions of that person really comes into play. It's not just coming out of nowhere. You know, your mind isn't just creating it on the spot. It's building up from all the people that you've known before them. And that's why... Yeah, it's based on patterns. It's actually really interesting because that's, you know, why you can have an opinion on someone just based off of someone's name. If you just see there's a person named Jeremy. Oh, like I everyone met... named Ben is just really talented and smart. Mm, and super cool and, like, everyone likes them. 
and like they're always fun to hang around super muscular but like <laughs> you know you, you get to people like uh i i was honestly trying to pull out just a random name in my head and i came up with Med- benjamin so i don't know what that means um i'm trying to think of I mean, a name that bland, no one has generic All right, and widespread i got it and you, Leopold. You know, so Ben, he's super cool. I know lots of cool Bens, but uh, there's also a guy here named Frampton. I've met three Framptons, and they were super mean, and I didn't like them. And so... Do you actually know anyone named Frampton? I I do know a guy named Frampton, actually. If you're listening, Frampton, you're awesome, <laughs> you're amazing, and your name... I'm not making fun of it because it is a blessing to this world. I gotta say, yeah, because there are just too many Bens. Like, yes, not as way many, too many of them. Not as many as Mikes, though. Mikes just sort of Mikes are just everywhere, dude. They need to chill. Yeah, they're like grass. What green grow too fast and fall down when you cut them over? <laughs> first impressions they aren't just limited to first appearances and our mind sort of builds a database off of um previous experiences and it uses everything that it can to fill in gaps and that's why those first impressions are so uh quick to appear as well as so detailed even though you literally know nothing about this person like i said it helps you lump them in with boxes with Mm -hmm. other people that you know so this has been introductions introduced <laughs> and also reconceived i'm ben i'm leonard and uh i put away my ukulele so i can't do an outro we'll just use the regular one <laughs>